This is Wrestling is for Girls, a wrestling podcast bringing you weekly coverage of visionaries, tribal chiefs, geniuses of the sky, ring generals, daddies who are also vipers, eradicators, phenomenal ones, empresses of tomorrow, and of course, both Tom and Nick Mysterio. I am Abigail. I am here with J-Town. What up? <laughs> and uh, we have we have a lot of miles to cover this week on the podcast that was a really beautiful intro i felt like we were about to like go into like some like year in review clip show it was great <laughs> maybe maybe next year we should have a year in review clip show <laughs> we probably could maybe i can actually edit some things i mean it's easy for me to commit to that because i don't do the audio <laughs> editing so yeah let's do it j-town let's get it done real high tech <laughs> um before we get started this week we need to give a shout out to a very special listener, a great human being. Um, recently, we received an email from Roger, who has been listening to the podcast like a true friend from the very beginning. And uh, Jillian, do you want to take this one away since you also field our incoming mail? Uh, well, I mean... I'm not going to read the email or anything, but Roger is definitely our favorite fan as of right now. So if anyone wants to beat Roger at being our favorite fan, you can go to our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com, and we have a submission form there where you can send us an email. And uh, you might get a shout out on the show if you're nice, as nice as Roger. Roger loves us, and we love Roger. It's a high bar because Roger is a cool dude. Um, yeah. But it legitimately any jokes aside it completely made our day so thank you for the nice message <laughs> really did thank you and thank you for listening to this mess of a podcast we appreciate it yeah it really did it like made my week <laughs> speaking of things that are unconscionably messy you want to talk about smackdown absolutely so smackdown begins in i think one of my favorite smackdown openings i've ever seen <laughs> um our tribal chief roman reigns arrives with his entourage and kayla comes running up like a dedicated journalist she's on the ground she's gonna get the scoop she tries to ask him questions and he literally just laughs at her face like he might as well have just pushed his hand like put his hand on her face and shoved her away like that was the verbal I equivalent of that and like at first i was like this is so rude screw you roman unconscionable <laughs> but like this is literally me if someone has the audacity to call my office phone at like 8 37 on a monday that is how i feel oh yeah i i don't get phone calls like ever really which is you know wonderful for me but um i feel that way if someone has the audacity to just call me on my cell phone <laughs> How dare you call me? Don't you know it's what rude. text messaging is for? Get you can call me typing. Abigail. If, you, if Jazzy A wants to call me, Jazzy A can call me. Thank you. Thank you. So we get SmackDown off to a strong start, except not for poor Kayla, who's questioning all of her life choices. <laughs> um, this brings us to a match of great interest. We've got KO taken on Santos Escobar for a shot at the U.S. title. Um, mm -hmm. KO has a new wrecking ball 3D CGI thing. I hate it. What did what do you think about it? I didn't see it. It's like a wrecking, it's like wrecking ball without Miley Cyrus. It'd be better How if it had Miley Cyrus. How the hell did I not see it? I was watching the show. 
Maybe I was taking notes. I might have been writing something down at that particular moment. You know, oh, I'll watch. I'll watch carefully tomorrow because I'm sure he'll be on tomorrow. Twelve percent of Americans are CGI blind, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> what if that was nothing really at thing? all? Can you imagine? <laughs> they only see nothing like green screen, screen or something. <laughs> Pretty. So uh, Santos has arrived at SmackDown with two new helpers. He's got yeah, Angel Garza, he has new friends, and Umberto Carrillo. I can't say Carrillo properly, but I'm guessing you can, Jillian, because you are pretty good with Spanish. Do you know how it's spelled? C a r r i l l o. Ooh, Carrillo. Yeah, you got to roll the R's. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, they look like a pretty cool unit of bad dudes. Their three-man yeah. handshake, I think, needs some work. But yeah. other than that. I mean, they they got to shake off some rust. Right. But they're, and I mean, once again, Santos' Serape game, like, flawless. Santos is great. And I, <laughs> it was kind of funny because when these two dudes walked out, I think my spouse was, like, thinking that it was, um, Cruz del Toro and I almost said Benicio yeah. del Toro, which is a totally different situation. It was Joaquin, a real pivot. And walking wild. And I was like, who are these dudes? So he has some new friends. Everybody needs friends. Um, He's got a, a new posse. And as much as you love Santos, I know you were probably really excited about what mm -hmm. happens next. Do you want to take us through it? Yeah. Um, so excited for the match ready to see ko pummel santos because i gotta i gotta choose ko however every time i don't care who wins this match as long as someone beats up logan paul and logan paul decides to interrupt before the match really even gets started because dad hates us i think that dad has really taken a hard turn on dislike for us i'm just gonna be honest i dad just listen to roger we are great. Right. Come on. We have Dad, great ideas. Like I'm opening to hearing your, I'm open to hearing your feedback on what it is we did, but I want you to know that, um, we didn't do it. And if we did, it wasn't our fault. And if it was our fault, like we didn't know any better. So I'm open to hearing on. your feedback and I will, uh, use none of it. So, I mean, it's mm -hmm. fine. I'll listen, but I'm not going to do anything with it pissing in the wind is what you're doing here dad okay <laughs> um so yeah logan paul is uh gonna sit next to the real announcers and act like he's quippy and he's not so i'm really glad you mentioned that because he continues to make some like real insightful commentary amidst just getting booed out the door and some of the things he says are, KO dresses like a teen boy. Okay, first of all, no, he doesn't. He dresses like a dad mowing the yard, Logan. Yeah, get on. it together. Yeah. Um, Logan is going to start lifting weights. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, KO has no pain tolerance. Logan okay. is better than everybody because he's been doing this a year and a half. <laughs> and he's already champion and he's a star. I, <laughs> yeah, he's not worried about losing because he hangs out with Patrick Mahomes and is building a billion dollar energy drink business. <sighs> and maybe my favorite, um, 
one thing that he does like about KO is that uh, they both have cool tattoos, and Logan is a big fan of the T Rex. Yeah, um, yeah, I wrote that down. I also wrote down where he's like, "Look how sweaty you are. I haven't even <laughs> broken a sweat." Like, wh- I don't know what insult he was trying to like dole out there. I'm not sure what sick burn he was hoping for, but it did not work. Um, also. I have a question for you, a sartorial question. So did you see his little coat he was wearing? It was like, you know, you, had like kind of Sherpa collar sort of coat. The world's okay. largest Sherpa collar. <laughs> it was like, it, it had, <clears throat> it reminded me of, I think it's in Top Gun. The, what, like one of the coats that Tom Cruise has in Top Gun. I don't yes. know if he has a Sherpa collar. I'm not sure at this point. Cause now I think I'm like misremembering, but like, is this some sort of like stupid maverick reference maybe uh i mean i immediately thought like are you poorly cosplaying as like five below dean winchester because this is a lot <laughs> and i don't you. love it do not love it how dare you you fucking asshole i just he's just like he's trying so hard like yes. he's worse on the mic than austin theory and that is something he is and i thought some of these things like okay when he's like look at you sweating i'm not even sweating i realized that if ko had said the same thing i would have laughed because of yeah. the way he would like i could hear him yes. saying it and it's funny in my head but he's logan charming. is so yes logan paul is so unlikable and a couple of weeks ago he implied at one point that ko was very unattractive and i was like my dude i'm so sorry but if this lady had to choose one of you it's ko all day absolutely a thousand percent ko like funny respectful hardworking. i'm into that i imagine that i imagine that there are some people who really like logan paul there have to be and i feel like the there's like a venn diagram out there where like fans of logan paul and incels are like a real big crossover it's like if you're recently played podcasts are all andrew tate joe rogan there's a good chance that logan paul i feel might also show up there i could be wrong about this it could also be middle schoolers or maybe that's all of the same people i don't know yeah yeah and i just like to imagine i really don't want to know the truth i'm just i just want to no. guess at who likes him yeah this yeah i'm not really interested in logan paul studies as a discipline do you think dad listens to any of those podcasts i bet he listens to joe rogan because he talks about cage fighting oh maybe yeah oh dad get it together so a lot happens during this match in addition to Logan Paul. I mean, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro show up right at the beginning to take out mm-hmm. Santos' new dudes. I don't know about you, but I really loved it. looked like Santos was trying to care, but he kind of didn't. Like, he's not one of those villains who loves his underlings. He's like, oh, sorry, guys. See, I thought he looked like, oh, fuck about it. Maybe. Maybe I'm not good at reading faces. Well, it was more like... I. I think it's more like he doesn't care about them, but he cares about himself. And so cares about now there's present. nobody to like fuck around for him. So, mm-hmm. so now he's going to find out. And, uh, you know, he did ultimately find out. 
Mm-hmm. Um, KO gets the victory after a truly terrifying swanton bomb off the second rope with Santos on his shoulders and then like some other very violent things. Like, my yeah, God. I, I can't. I just, it's going to happen. It's someday it's going to happen where I see some horrific accident and I'll never be able to watch wrestling again. No, that'll be the last episode of the podcast. Maybe that's how dad ends us. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. For once and for all. Yes, He's going to kill someone we really like too. You know, that that's the thing. He's going to bring hurt. back Jeff Hardy just so he can destroy just him, him again. In front of us. how could you do that so this ends in the most beautiful way possible um do you want to do you want to talk us through the ending here what happens well i don't know if i'm thinking of the same thing you are but i just i mean this beautiful moment where ko just lays low (laughs) so good without preamble so good so good and i obviously the only way the only way he loses to ko for the championship is cheating that's like the only way i think so i think so right so i mean logan gets his ass handed to him uh we go to commercial break and when we come back poor kathy kelly is trying to get an interview (laughs) but he's too busy holding ice to his head and being tended by his fellow dirtbags austin theory and grayson (laughs) waller it really is a dirtbag collective over there oh yes and of course cameron grimes shows up to make fun of them and i'm like oh Oh. there's gonna be a match later but there wasn't he just wanted to be hurtful and i think but i think this week they're gonna wrestle like the coming yeah it's and coming. I don't care about that match at all. <laughs> I really don't either. I, I, Sorry, nope. Cameron. Sorry, guys. And you know, he was probably counting on our support because we hate all the same things. <sighs> That's true. Yeah. But you know, I can't care about everything at once, Cameron. Okay, you're asking too much. Limited capacity. One thing I know I cared about quite a bit is this show has for a long time been a supporter of Karrion Cross and his incredibly beautiful wife, Scarlett. We want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, this week, I think we might see them turning things around a little. But unfortunately, that looks like it might be coming at the expense of the Street Profits. Yeah. They were all dressed up and ready for Easter. I and know. Then... Like I <laughs> Then the demons Love came. Bobby's suit. I loved Bobby's suit. I did not mm-hmm. like his p- blue shirt. I thought his tie was beautiful. I think um, Bobby and Montez looked really good. Mm. Um, the other guy, I cannot remember his name. Angelo Dawkins. Angelo, I can't remember his last name. Angelo kind of looked like he was uncomfortable in his little suit. <laughs> See, I thought Bobby looked really good. Montez looked kind of awful. And Angelo looked respectable, but not interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. I'm curious about Montez's little glove, his one glove. I, I also about that. Um, my husband and I went out for New Year's Eve, and there was a woman who was wearing little gloves like that all night, and I was like, "She's a supervillain." I can tell. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that he may also be trying to signify supervillainry. Maybe because it's kind of leather. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So you know. Bobby does like 
a little recap of 2023. Like they put in the work, they didn't get what they wanted. They all talk each other up kind of like they always do. Mm-hmm. And uh, suddenly Carrie and Cross, a now brunette Scarlet, which sidebar such a great look for Scarlet. Yes, it's so pretty. So pretty. And Paul Ellering appear at the top of the ramp, but unfortunately for Bobby and the Street Profits, the authors of Pain are not at the top of the ramp. They are right behind them. I completely forgot about these dudes. <laughs> well, I mean, they were here for a little while and then gone. When were they around? Because I remember them. It was like not a super long time ago. They were in NXT. I don't remember if they ever made it to the main roster. I really don't. Maybe that's when I was watching them. I was watching NXT. Okay. I don't like their name. I think their name is silly. Authors of Pain. Yeah. There's so many better things you could do with that A. Don't you like what? Like Auditors of Pain? Architects of Pain? (laughs) I like Architects of Pain. That's good. I mean, why an author? Like, I don't... Arbiters of Pain? I like that too. Yeah. Anyway, both good. Thank you. So, I mean, it looks like I, I will. I think I will argue that Carrie and Cross is also a very silly name. So maybe their silly names work together. Maybe. I'm just. I'm excited to see Carrie and Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet, if you're listening, let's really push for that um, tarot deck in the WWE shop. Yeah, um, Scarlett, I ordered a really expensive tarot workbook, and it's coming sometime next week. So if you could really push on Dad Ooh. about getting the cards, this would be great timing. I'm excited to hear about this workbook. Do you think that this is a harbinger of good things for Karrion Cross, or do you think that he is going to be right back where he started in two weeks? I'm worried. I'm this nervous. is. I'm worried. This is some vehicle for AOP, which is because like I don't give two shits about AOP and so usually I don't get what I want which would be Scarlet and Carrion so it's gonna be AOP well I hope everyone can prosper and I guess we'll just we'll keep following the story like we do as award-winning journalists (laughs) absolutely we are on the ground so we're gonna bump ahead a little bit to later in the evening uh we've got a match coming up with a surprise competitor a surprise partner for butch but first we run into the damage control ladies backstage mm-hmm. and uh it seems like bailey is feeling very confident in her leadership <laughs> she's in charge she's doing the thing uh what do you what do you think do you think that damage control has fallen in line behind bailey <laughs> man i'm still waiting for the betrayal and it's not happening like it's still it's still that vibe like they absolutely hate her right you can just tell and she will not shut up about her plan and how amazing she is it's like bailey read the room you don't need them to tell you in english that they hate you you can just get the vibe as (laughs) that's the thing the vibe is an international language yeah exactly i do want to say i love that Kyrie sane has been sort of like her 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 face and demeanor she's been really feeling like 1983 robert smith to me yes! and i just really love her for that 
I really do too. Like she is leaning into some goth vibes and I, I think know. it's great. She's got like a real living dead girl thing going on. Yeah, I mean they're they want to sacrifice Bailey to take out Bianca, right? That's the plan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I mean I feel like if Bailey were, you know, not a stupid idiot like she accuses other people of being all the time, that she might notice that they keep finding these jobs for her that are kind of unpleasant <laughs> and get her nearly murdered. I think she's Bailey. just been too distracted by football. She's just been hanging out in San Francisco Fair. a lot, going to, to uh, 49ers games. She's got to get her head in the head in the wrestling ring. It's it's a hot time of the season. I get it. She's got a lot going on. <laughs> she's a busy girl. She is. Do you think but the betrayal they is? <laughs> they they fully hate you. Like they do not care if you live or die, Bailey. It's very obvious. It's actually easier for them if you die. Do you think the betrayal is coming at the rumble? Man. It's a great time to do it. Mm -hmm. Bailey's like going to be in the rumble, so I don't know if any other members of Damage Control will end up in there. Probably because they'll need like every woman wrestler on the roster in there. So right. it could very well be like they throw her over the over the rope. I feel like because Dakota has been kind of doing this mouthpiece thing, it would be great if Dakota came back. You know, like Bailey's in the rumble and she really needs some help, and Dakota comes out. And she's like, yeah, I'm here for you. I'm returning. And then she just tosses her. <laughs> and the JK. rest of them appear to just stomp her. I mean, I think that's a very plausible scenario. So so is Dakota like kind of a surprise entrant? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, she's got to come back sometime. Her leg has to heal eventually. <laughs> she like, tear, like comes out and starts kind of like jogging slowly and rips her knee brace off and is like I'm free kind of like uh Mary Forrest Gump when he starts running his yes. little kid and his little leg braces come off you know I'll be like that I love that I love that for her <laughs> so after this debacle of bad vibes we finally find out who Butch's new tag team partner is it's Tyler Bate or um as everyone likes to call him the big strong boy isn't that gross that's really gross and he's apparently like wrestling in his little superman underwear i don't, he was like those yeah. were straight up little briefs yeah um my thing is always like tyler you're 26. you're a big strong man now okay he's 26. that man is 26 years old if you'd have told me he was 35 i would have been like that sounds about <laughs> right well he can't be 35 he just stopped being a boy oh my god he is crazy strong. He did a few crazy things. Like, I think they're really wanting to focus on strong men lately in the WWE. He is very talented. Um, his little trunks do make me uncomfortable as well. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, I think it's nice that Butch has a friend. Yeah, he was really abandoned. Right? And, I mean, it was only a matter of time before he saw Ridge kill somebody right in front of him. So... God damn, seriously. It's hey, for the best. quick question. And, you know, we can probably talk about this when we do our Rumble predictions, but is Seamus coming back for the Rumble? That would be fun, wouldn't it? I would love it. That would be really fun. I would love to see Big Shamo come back. Big Shamo! That's delightful. <laughs> Thank you. 
So a little bit uh, later in the evening, we have a great big main event for Ooh. SmackDown in which AJ Styles takes on Randy Orton, takes on Los Angeles Knight. Yes. Everybody wants to face Roman. Yeah. Uh, only one man can, or so we think. So we think. So we start. think. Um, AJ is in a dark place. You can tell because he's wearing some kind of blazer hoodie thing. <laughs> Very dark. Um, so I was really trying to get a good view, but it could be the lighting on my TV. Was he, was he wrestling in his, what my spouse calls his church pants or was he wearing <laughs> just like jeans? Uh, those are absolutely the nice pants he wears when he goes on someone's podcast to talk about the earth being flat like an Oreo cookie. <laughs> He's got his, his wrestling slacks. Oh, God. I really love the idea of wrestling slacks. <laughs> well, it reminded me of Corporate Kane. Remember Corporate Kane? Yes. Who could he forget had, Corporate Kane? He had wrestling slacks. <laughs> he was business Docker. casual combat. That's just the way it is. Sponsored by Dockers. <laughs> that would be the sponsored oh, match. Amazing. Everything's just khaki. <laughs> There's just a bunch of like dads listening to Yacht Rock with a mid-price American beer. That's the advertising throughout the match for Dockers. There's lots of like wolf, deer, duck decor all over the place. <laughs> Decoys everywhere. World's best dad mugs. Oh God, it's amazing. <laughs> dad, please take note. We would love to see a dad match. I would presented by 100%, Dockers. 100% watch that, especially if like when they go to picture in picture, it's just like four pairs of Dockers creating a frame. <laughs> please make it happen, dad. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so amazing would watch would not even complain 100 <laughs> no, i wouldn't complain at all so one of my uh favorite things about this match is just nick aldis standing there in his awful suit that was so watching. weird what are you doing it was really weird like a why are you standing there like it's a uh anything goes match basically right that's what they kept saying over and over again so why does nick forgot. aldis need to be there because he really hates anything goes energy. He hates fun. Anything goes. Yeah, he doesn't like it. And he hates Dockers because he is a peacock in a world of sparrows, my friend. Oh, that's true. His suits are bad. What are fancy bad. pants for guys? I don't know. Uh, you Tom know, Foley? I I have a husband who thinks Dockers are pretty fancy, so I'm not equipped to answer this question at all. <laughs> I don't know anything about men's fashion. Roger, do you know? Let us know. <laughs> Roger, if you have any idea what men wear on their bottom halves, this would be an excellent time for you to write back. <laughs> oh, God. You give us an inch and we take a mile. That's what's We don't need to here. know undies. We just need pants. The exterior would be helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of great stuff happens during this match. Uh... AJ does this flying body scissor thing that just looks like a flying crotch attack. There's <laughs> really does. LA Knight gets busted open on a springboard 450. 
But then after all this stuff, <sighs> after all this hard competition, who appears but your tribal chief? Because he can't stand it when it's not about him. He can't. Um, real quick, the two times that Randy dumped L.A. on the announce table <laughs> looked absolutely horrific. Like, didn't clear anything yeah. off. Pretty sure, like, a corner of the monitor just jammed right into his back. I was just like, damn, they are taking some bumps. I feel like Randy Orton really embodies, if he dies, he dies energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gotta he... make it look real. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he's a, he's a Von Dragoff, definitely. Mm -hmm. If he dies, he dies. There you go. <laughs> Rocky Four, really best good. Rocky. Very nice. <laughs> so, you know, things go down as they usually do once <laughs> uh, Roman and his buddies appear. It's a big no-yeet moment for everybody. Mm -hmm. Roman murders AJ, Jim and Solo murder Los Angeles Knight and Randy, and then Roman is like, I'm also going to murder Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. Chaos. It's complete chaos. And uh, Nick Aldis is very displeased. And Paul Heyman does that thing that you do when you're a kid and you're like, if I could just like get out of the house before I interact with my mom, I won't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And he just tries to avoid Nick Aldis. Away. <laughs> but Nick flags him over and is like, um, I see what you did there. And now it's a fatal four-way at the Rumble. It's almost like Nick was standing there waiting for something to happen so that he could announce a fatal four-way. I'm starting to think the show is scripted. I have to be honest. You know, I I don't want to believe it, but jeez Louise. Really sucks the integrity right out of the Dockers classic, I'll tell you that much. Chad, say it ain't so. <laughs> so, we've got a... Uh... It's like one of those tournaments with really complicated rules. Like, there's timers going off. People are in cages. They have to put on a pair of Dockers. Before you have they to get pin on someone. You have to get it's on like your double dares and then chew your way out of a closet and then like bear crawl to the ring. It's, it's very complicated. <laughs> you have to dig around in a giant nose to find the Tucker. Yes. Pass the Dockers to your friend through a pile oh. of slime. And it has to be like <laughs> your assigned color of Dockers. So we've got like black, khaki graphite and like a navy blue and if you don't find the right ones you got to keep digging until you get your pair of dockers <laughs> and they're all oh, pleated front every single one of them i'm gonna be cry laughing in a hot second so <laughs> <sighs> well it seems like that might be a good time to get raw my friend oh that was yes, nice please. you should do that every time <laughs> it's like a secret echo in the background yes so, uh, very first thing that happens on Raw, something that happens at the beginning of Raw all the time. Cody's here! He's not doing anything. He's not contributing anything. No. Dude just showed up for work, and we're like, yay! Good yeah. job, Cody! Everyone's like, don't worry, fans. Cody is here tonight. Don't you worry. Even if you only get to see him for three seconds, he's here. We absolutely are not sidelining him for The Rock, guys. You can see him. He's right here, and The Rock isn't, okay? So... <laughs> Absolutely. We love you, Cody. 
But as much as I love Cody and I, I enough to drink out of a Cody branded tumbler at work where everyone can see the logo on it. Um, I love that. Cody's not the most interesting thing that happens at the top of the hour. Um, no. Drew McIntyre comes out to cry about his losses. He really does. And he's like, what if everyone was right and Drew is Drew's biggest problem? <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. But he's not. He's not. He's like, do I need to step away? It's really hard. And then he's like, oh, no, right. It's all of you. And most specifically, <laughs> it's the judgment day. I really had a moment where I was like, oh, man, is he really going to take a break? Come on. He just came back. I mean, not just came back, but it feels like he just came back. It's like, did you injure one of the load-bearing muscles for the sword or something? What's going on? We need you here. He's so gigantic. He really is. <laughs> um, so he starts out mad at the Judgment Day, and then he's yep. mad specifically at Damien. Mm -hmm. Then he's still mad at Cody for being a very special boy, but CM Punk really like sticks in his craw. This his yeah. whole existence makes yeah. Drew mad. Yeah, he doesn't like that he just got to fuck around and he just came mm -hmm. back to like ovations. No. Drew has a really strong sense of fairness. Like the yeah. kind of sense of fairness little children have. <laughs> he wants to fuck around and come back. Mm-hmm. So CM Punk is basically like, get my name out of your mouth. He and this is kind of fair because he hasn't actually like offended Drew, attacked Drew. He probably hasn't thought about Drew even once. Absolutely not. Back. Um, what did you think about the exchange that follows? Um, first of all, I would like to say that I felt like cm punk coming out he looked like the guy that you would have called the old guy at a concert 25 years <laughs> yeah. ago yes who's that old guy is he someone's um, dad whose dad is he? <laughs> <laughs> that's nice he brought his kids to the show um so the exchange i enjoyed the exchange i think because like CM Punk poked a little bit of fun at himself, which I appreciated because he knows he yeah. talks too much. Um, I really liked that. Uh, I really like the sort of meta truth telling, I guess, that's happening, right? Where Drew is like, we've got a bet backstage <laughs> for like how long it takes you to fuck this whole thing up. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if some people really did have a bet going about how long it takes for CM Punk to fuck this up. So, um <laughs> it's funny it's like we needed a leader but randy was too high so <laughs> that was my favorite part it's like we needed someone to guide us but randy was in his fuck up period he knows it he'll tell you <laughs> it is truly okay and it also led some like great lines like when drew said you're straight edge you didn't have any demons. You are a demon. And then he calls <laughs> Punk a fucking succubus. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Drewseph McIntyre. So much vitriol for like no fucking reason whatsoever. He's just, he wants to be the special boy. That's the thing, right? Like he does. He's, which is he's now down two special boys. 
don't we all have this feeling sometimes? Like, why am I not the special one? Like, Drew is speaking to us. He really is. Yeah. He's speaking he knows, to me. You know, okay. Why is our podcast not the special podcast? Thank you. <laughs> um, I also really liked when Punk was like, I'm not a leader. I'm a savior. And you can join the Straight Edge Society if you want, loser. <laughs> <laughs> They'll shave your head. Whatever you need, Drew. So this was just like pretty incredible one mm -hmm. of the last things i wrote down was punk saying that there was one person who could stop him from accomplishing his goals and that was him yeah like he's real very, honest punk he put his vision board together he knows what's going on mm -hmm. he is a manifestation girly in 2024 and we love that for him i like that they both went back and forth like i'm gonna win the royal rumble no i'm gonna win the rumble no me so it's gonna be me um this was a lot of fun they are really great when they are mm -hmm. sort of bouncing back and forth on each other um yeah like i wrote down so many lines i thought were great like when cm punk says when pushed i am satan himself like that is something that a drunk middle-aged woman with a john and kate plus eight haircut who is like six sex in the beaches and at the bar says like oh yeah. my god absolutely because someone didn't return her tupperware so this was a wild start to the night um we go to commercial break and when we come back, you know, first we see DIY backstage, but we learn that earlier in the day, something really important happened for the judgment day. Would, would you like to talk about what happened with the judgment day earlier? Oh, for a second. I was like, wait, what? Um, I so don't know what happened with them. That's private. We understand that Tommaso Ciampa is about to have a match against Finn mm -hmm. Balor. And we're like, why are they wrestling? What's happening? Well, we find out that earlier in the day, excuse me, our truth was being a busybody and was setting up matches and was like, oh yeah, Finn and Tommaso Ciampa, you're going to wrestle each other. And, and Finn's like, I don't want to do that. He's like, oh, Finn's a scaredy cat. So, <laughs> so our truth sowing more seeds of discontent in the judgment day setting up this match and i loved it did i miss anything no i i thought you told it very well um scaredy cat it's the first of many really exceptional our truth moments he is He's the mvp overall this week yeah absolutely he really is and i mean i don't want to sell the match short it was really great it was a lot of fun unsurprising yeah. with the people who are in the ring um and Damien and Finn leave very angry after Tomasa gets the win. And I think very angry is where we're going to see the Judgment Day stay for most of the night. I think so. You know, it was really funny when they were coming out. I was like, why do they have tag teams wrestle as like individual? Like, this is weird. Like, and then it cut to our truth calling Finn a scaredy cat. I was like, oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> it's our truth's world. Answered my question. We're, we're just living in it. So it's true. Um, anger is going to stay a theme of the night. A little bit later, um, uh, we have this match between Kofi Kingston and Ludwig Kaiser in which Ludwig seems to have realized that he loved Gio all along. Yeah, I know he's really worked up about Gio. Get well he soon. He is like, he's yelling about how like you took Vinci's head, I'll take your head. But it's like, dude, you hate him. You're so mean to him. Yeah, it was really weird. It was really like overwrought. Like, I think he had a few drinks before he came into this I match. So. 
I think he's grappling with some big, difficult feelings. Like you've abused this guy all over the country and across Europe, and now you have to accept that you kind of miss him. Well, and it, you know, he's been abandoned by his father figure, Gunter. Gunter's nowhere to be seen. Ludwig's just hanging in the breeze. Daddy took off with a coat, and now Ludwig has no meaning in his life. No job. No Geo to beat up on. What's it's what's hard. a boy to do? Well, apparently the answer is just absolutely assault Kofi Kingston. Um uh, so like <laughs> obviously the most interesting part of this is like after the match, right? Yes. After they're both counted out, um Ludwig tries to gouge out Kofi's eyes and whips a chair in his face. <laughs> like yes. like really ragey like I know they do these things quick enough and like the camera moves fast enough so it really looks like he got hit in the face with a chair sure um but it was really well done because i straight up was like he hit him in the face with the chair <laughs> i was like kofi's not okay i was like kofi are you okay where's the blood there was also this great spot where like you know security comes out jason jordan kurt angle's illegitimate <laughs> son comes out with jamie noble and they break it all up and then like ludwig kind of like breaks away and goes scooting around the ring and just like hammers Kofi in the head with a kick. That was also a really rough one. I was like, holy shit. Like it was just Horrifying. really well done. Um, I loved how outraged Cole was with all of this. He was just like not having any of it. Like so upset that this chaos had broken out. It was bananas. Do you think this is going to lead to like other things i mean i could see a lot of ways we could sustain this right like maybe we have some new day imperium maybe this is like a breakout moment for ludwig okay because i feel yeah. like ludwig has really been like given it his all yes Dude is he's good the at what he does absolutely so, and I mean, he carries that energy backstage. Like Jackie's trying to interview him and he is just like, I have to be Imperium all by myself right now, Jackie. You cannot possibly understand what I'm going through. Yeah, he's having a little breakdown, isn't he? <laughs> it's a real rough time. So it's a little vacation. I think he does. I think just some time to himself. He's got to realize that coat isn't his everything. You know, he's not the coat. He's his own man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So thoughts and prayers. He can everyone. speak multiple languages. He can go anywhere, right. be anything. And I mean, that even means he could be Geo's friend if that's really important to him. It's true. I doubt he wants to be, though. No, I don't. I don't think he does either. <laughs> Geo does seem a little boring. So, I mean, I get it. Sorry, Geo. Sorry. Get well soon. After this, uh, we have Michael Cole in the ring and he introduces Nia Jax and she just says a whole bunch of boring stuff. This is a really weird interview to me. Like, why is Cole yes. in the ring interviewing Nia Jax? Because those are her terms. She's not going to meet him anywhere. She's not coming in early. She's not staying late. They're doing it in the ring. It's like, remember how for a hot second they were interviewing people like right at the top of the ramp? Yes, it was so weird. I hated it. I feel like this is like an extension of that. Mm -hmm. Just they're trying something new. 
I guess um, so. So Naya lets us know that she thinks it would be very shocking if she broke Cole's face. And like, that would be, that'd be pretty shocking. It would. But then Rhea appears and she is not thrilled that Naya exists. Maybe she also wants to break Cole's face. I mean, it's hard to tell. She got a hell of a pop. Everyone was so happy to see mommy. I know. It's always really great to see her. She deserves it for sure. Um, So basically she's like, I eliminated you from the rumble last year. And if you do win, I think you should just stay away from me. I don't think you should try it, Naya. So that means she, I mean, she won't be in the rumble because she's the champ. Although it seems like she, she, if she won, she could challenge EO Sky and take her, her title as well. It would be hilarious if she was like, I'm doing it for equity. If it's good enough for Roman, it's good enough for me. I want both titles. Exactly. And she would absolutely win both titles. Or, I mean, I guess she could enter the men's Royal Rumble and I try wish. to take Roman's title. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. They're pretty great. I mean, Nia Jax is not going to win the Royal Rumble. I am saying I that because I, it has to be true. That would be the most boring goddamn match at WrestleMania. I know. I don't want that. I really, really don't. So, nope. Remains to be seen. Um, you know, our science and data-backed, research-informed <laughs> Rumble picks are right around the corner. So stay tuned for those. Our team of statisticians hard at work. After this shit show, um, we're backstage with Cody, and he is very tired of Shinsuke. He's had enough of Shinsuke, and he just wants mm-hmm. everything to be over. And Shinsuke's like, "Say less, bro." Yeah, and attacks him. I mean, why not? Let's get the party started. So, because these dudes can't control their emotions, they're going to have a street fight later tonight. A lot of dudes being unable to control their emotions on raw yeah i mean you could have just stopped at a lot of dudes being unable to control their emotions that's true i could have stopped at a lot of dudes (laughs) you could have just said ah okay (laughs) a little bit later we have what i think was the greatest part of raw this week maybe the greatest segment that has ever aired on raw in its glorious Mm -hmm. history yeah maybe the best thing that professional wrestling has ever given us as fans so well done dad so well done i probably wasn't your idea but i'm still giving you a kudo for that like who is thinking of this shit? i want to meet that writer yes that writer is earning her paycheck i mean holy crap so (laughs) i'm usually not a big fan of video packages especially when they're like a retrospective on the wrestler's life but our truth proves me wrong as he tells the story of how he came to be part of the judgment day which began when he remembers being born looking the doctor in the eyes and announcing that he'd be in the judgment day our truth stands outside of time and space so he can see all of it at once so it's like time and space have no meaning to him he is an elevated being i'm just going to be honest He's beyond the rest of us. Oh, God, it was so amazing. Like, everything about it, it just kept getting better and better. The Judgment Day Babies. <laughs> Fabulous. Where there was 
a distinct lack of a JD baby, <laughs> which I love. Well, JD's not in the Judgment Day J Town. Get it together. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one part that really got me. Um, you know, our truth is just talking about how he loves everybody in the Judgment Day. They're his family. He supports all of them. You know, Damien and Finn and Tom and Nick Mysterio. Even though he's never met Nick, he's still his brother. <laughs> so there was a hot, like, I didn't get the joke at first. Like, I it, like, went over my head. And I was like, Tom and Nick Mysterio. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> uh, gift that keeps on giving. I laugh so hard that we had to rewind to hear what I cackled over and I almost got sick from laughing so hard. Tom and Nick Mysterio raise not embarrassing awful children. I hope to meet them someday. Someday. Um, also, we learned that the Judgment Day says live, laugh, love. <laughs> oh, God. Got a big sign in their clubhouse. So, I mean, I love this segment. Jillian, I know you love this segment. I think the audience love this segment. Do you feel like the Judgment Day love this segment? I think Damien loves this segment. <laughs> He's just losing it when they come backstage. I feel like, I also feel like Rhea loved it a little bit, even, <laughs> even though none of them were supposed to. Like, JD did not love the segment. He definitely was upset about it. I mean, JD needs to accept that his time in the Judgment Day is coming gone. Oh, God. Make it I really liked when Rhea was like, ah, when will we stop this? And Damien's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. It's like, dude, I don't believe you. Mm -mm. I think you love that man. <sighs> They're both giants. So, like... You know, like you got to have a, a formidable, formidable foe, and Drew is that for true. Damien. And he's having a great it's time, true. right? He's getting jokes told, gets to beat up right? on Drew. There's a lot of like, well, he's not allowed to beat up on Drew. That's well, the that's the problem. He wants to beat up on Drew. He, he desperately wants to beat up on Drew, but. Mommy says no. Mommy says that uh, Drew should not be their enemy. I, I still think there may be something cooking with Mommy and Drew. I don't know. I was really enjoying that alliance. It's sad that it crumbled so early. Mm -hmm. What did you think about Damien kind of throwing Naya in Rhea's face? To me, that felt... It kind of felt like a playful jab. Mm. but it was also kind of passive aggressive there's right. still that tension there right like there's still the tension between those two is like who's the leader of the judgment day so i don't know it kind of felt like something a brother would say to a sister yeah it was a real like lol just kidding but like i'm not you've got your I'm own shit. <laughs> mom and dad are fighting and uh it's tough I'm uh, I'm loving every second of it. I really hope that our truth stays in the Judgment Day for a long time. He deserves it. He's earned his spot. Really? So after this, JD and Tom take off to uh, face the Miz. 
And when they get there, R-Truth appears immediately to support his friends. What a good friend. <laughs> they were so unhappy to see him. He did not brighten their day, which I found crazy, because he brightened mine. I know, he brightens everybody's day. I think even Miz was happy to see him. Uh, Miz loves him. I mean, Miz is ready for a semi-permanent Awesome Truth reunion. I can feel it. I'm ready as well. Absolutely. I feel like they are going to be like... You know, one of the first matches at Royal Rumble or maybe WrestleMania, there's going to be some awesome truth reunion. That'd be great. I support it. Um, I don't think there's any surprises here. You know, The Miz gets the win. Our truth celebrates with him because I think he's confused about exactly who is in the Judgment Day. Maybe yeah. I'm not sure, and I don't need to know. Yeah, I'm fine just watching it unfold. And uh, backstage, Rhea is very angry. Finn is very angry. At first, Damien doesn't seem like he really cares. Then he does. It's just a lot of complicated emotions for the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. I don't sense any big upsets coming, though. Do you? I think it's going to take a long time for them to crumble, just like it yeah. did for the Bloodline. It's going to take a long time. There was a minute there where I was like, oh, man, it's going to happen, mm-hmm. and then it didn't. I mean, well, you know, we'll stay on top of this one as well. But for right now, I think we're in stasis. I agree. I'm going to skip to one of my favorite things. Uh, not the segment necessarily, but Jay Uso. Uh, we see <laughs> Jay very briefly tonight, which is a huge disappointment to me because I think everything should be about Jay. Yeah. So he's chatting with Jackie and backstage and he's just very happy to be here. I know he's kind of just dancing and grooving a little bit. It was so cute. Yeah. Uh, he it, he <laughs> innovates new yeet instead of new year. New yeet resolution. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's his new yeet resolution? He's going to get his first singles championship. I am fully on board with this. What championship do you think it'll be? Is he going to win the rumble? Oh my God. Oh my God. What if he wins the rumble? I would die. I would love and then it he if beats he won Roman. The yes. Okay, because like, what if he wins the Rumble, and Cody is like grudgingly happy for him, like, no man, I get it, good for you, and then Jay does go on and beat Roman, and then he and Cody have this rivalry that is just like epic and emotional and angry. That's right. Up I am our alley. booking in fan fiction here, but just like <laughs> you absolutely are, and that's why it's right up our alley. Like I'm not booking it for anybody else but me, friends. That is my personal WrestleMania fantasy. So <laughs> that would be incredible, though. Oh. What a what wonderful storytelling, honestly. I, th- I think so. Thank you. So unfortunately, uh, while you support me, Bronson Reed does not support any of my dreams or any of Jay's dreams. I swear to everything on the fucking planet, if Bronson Reed somehow gets in the way of this, I'm going to throw the entirety of wrestling into the street. I don't know what Jay did to deserve this. It must have been pretty bad, but um, (laughs) no. No, thank you. I don't want it. Stop trying to make Reed happen. It's not happening. No. It's a big no yeet for me. 
Yeah, I just, when I saw him appear, I was just like, I just had this like creeping dread. I was just like, no, please, please, can we not do this? Let's just, yeah. no, because this is one of our fears, right? That Jay just suddenly gets kind of like sidelined, but he's still like well, I, wildly popular. So I don't know if they're trying to get Bronson Reed over like yet again. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a lot of, I mean, we talked about a lot of my sidelining fears last week right like i'm worried about jay i'm worried about santos i'm worried about cody because now like we've got the specter of the rock and roman hanging over us and i know everyone Mm -hmm. but me is excited about that but i'm just not so does that mean like the rock's gonna be in the royal rumble no i don't think well maybe i don't know but i don't think the rock's gonna be in the royal rumble i think they're just gonna slot him in there somehow okay we'll see we'll see so after a visit from Joseph, we have our main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also sure learned that Gunther is returning next week. I'm guessing he saw Ludwig go crazy and was like, "Oh no, I better, I better check in." My boy, got to take care I of my boy. Them too hard. They were not ready for that. So, <laughs> yeah. So Gunther's coming back and uh, Cody and Shinsuke are going to have a street fight. There are weapons. There is violence. This was a hell of a show. It was a lot. Um, When they were showing kind of the little promo before the match, there was like a thing where Cody, I think it was Cody kept saying he was like, I'm not stuck on Shinsuke because blah, blah, blah. I'm. I'm stuck on Shinsuke because blah, blah, blah. He kept saying stuck on Shinsuke. And all I could think of was the Band-Aid song. Oh, I, like, I am stuck, stuck on Shinsuke. Shinsuke, Shinsuke, Shinsuke stuck, stuck on him. Stuck on Cody. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. Don't oh, sue God, us, I Band-Aid brand. <laughs> but you could sponsor us. Hey, I do use your products. All the time. I'm clumsy and I constantly hurt myself. <laughs> so one thing that struck me about this match is i feel like i've complained a lot that shinsuke is just doing the same thing right like he comes out he acts crazy he harasses somebody they fight and that somebody wins but i thought this was like one of the most intense awesome performances from shinsuke that i've seen in a while i was like yeah this is the shinsuke nakamura everybody's like where's that dude where's that awesome heel yeah it seemed like he actually enjoyed this part of all of it right like also yes. oof like you said i mean this some of the shit they did i was just like this is this is a lot i don't need anybody to like bleed over this somebody's gonna lose an eye i thought it was funny though when he missed the timekeeper and like berkeley do you mean berkeley <laughs> cody was like of course cody tried to help him like we get somebody over here it's like Cody, you nice busybody. Like this is not your business. You don't have to get involved in this. Just leave Berkeley be. I need to save him. His flesh I'm is really actually dude. melting off. <laughs> I've been misted, so I know what it's like. <laughs> you don't get it. Berkeley's my best friend. <laughs> I met him on Tuesday last week. I'm gonna be his best man. <laughs> Cody's everybody's best man now. That's true. That's just who he is. He's always <laughs> the best man, never the groom. So, so this was 
very violent, a lot of fun. I mean, there were brooms, there were candlesticks, there were nunchucks. There's a little bit of everything. I love when he busts out the nunchucks. Like, dude is crazy. He is so, I think when Shinsuke gets an opportunity to shine, he is so much fun to watch. I know. It was very, very shiny. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was glistening. So Shinsuke really gives an amazing performance. And I don't want to, like, take anything away from Cody because obviously that's a two-man process. This was great. Mm-hmm. Cody does get the win. What do you think is next for Shinsuke? Who is he going to harass now? <sighs> Berkeley? Will he feud with Berkeley? <laughs> I don't know. I... I don't want him to go away, though. Ooh, no, I, I hope he either. starts harassing Drew. That'd be pretty great. And Drew's like, I don't have time for this. And Shinsuke's like, I think you'll find that you do, actually. <laughs> I just need him to keep making more weird videos and, like, telling yes. strange stories. And I, I maybe he'll it. haunt CM Punk. I think that would be pretty hilarious. I think that would also be great. And Punk's just like, what did I do to any of you? I mean, I swear to God. I'm just trying to come to work and be decent. You know that's a challenge for me, you assholes. That would be... Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. But do you have any thoughts about that? I don't. Like, it's a blank slate for me. But I feel like just on the strength of Shinsuke in this most recent episode of Shinsuke loses his mind and makes someone his victim, like, I'm ready to see more. Keep doing it, Shinsuke. It's great. I don't care if you win or not. You're awesome. It seems to get better like each time. And I don't know mm-hmm. if, you know, not that the match with Seth and Shinsuke wasn't good, but like this was just another level. So I don't know if, who knows why. I mean, it could be a gazillion reasons, but I'm just like, let's just every every time, let's crank up the awesome a little bit more. Well, and I mean, to be fair, Seth's back is broken in 57 places. So like our expectations have to be tempered. That duct tape only holds for so long. <laughs> But apparently it's super strong duct tape, so who knows? It's really powerful. It is like duck brand duct tape. It is. Good stuff. Is there anything else about uh, Raw, SmackDown, wrestling this week, life itself, that you would like to get into? Um, I saw a couple of clips that Charlotte posted on her Instagram, I think. Oh, yeah. TikTok I saw where she's she's working on physical therapy right now. And I just like, oh, man, it looks really painful. So I hope that she's doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, best wishes, Charlotte. Speedy recovery and not too much pain because that looks tough. I feel like that's just got to be a nightmare for an elite athlete to just be like, I can't move my body in the way that I used to move my body and like how fast can I get this back into working condition and I mean a joint surgery is always I think really really I mean you know from experience it's really tough to go through that so yeah they don't mess around like I think she I think they had her at PT like the next day after her surgery like knee surgery they're like nope you have to walk now (laughs) I don't want to do that ever. Also, fun fact, did you know that when you get a joint replacement, it's not permanent? Sometimes they have to replace the replaced joint. I didn't know that. I did know that. And it's horrifying. That's horrible. Why don't they make it last forever? (laughs) It should be made out of adamantium or vibranium. And it should be one and friggin' done. Yeah. Anyway, I know that's a little off topic, but get well, Charlotte. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you for joining us once again for Wrestling is for Girls. You can follow us on X at WIFGirlsPod, where we post links to new episodes each week and visit WrestlingIsForGirls.com to find our previous episodes. They're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Have a wonderful week, and remember, nunchucks aren't the easiest way to impress a crowd, but they are a reliable option. Bye.